Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Comic Conversation, and we are a few minutes late, but hey, we're here. It's Thursday. We hit Thursday, so that should be good. We landed on the right day, and there goes my phone. Um, this is a Comic Conversation. I have no idea what episode we're on, but we've been doing this for a couple of years now, so we're well over, well, I don't know. God, I don't even want to say over 100, probably punch it up towards uh, 200 at this point. Oh, yeah. um, but we have uh, some really cool news. There's been some really interesting things in the, the indie world that have been optioned uh, for whether it's a film or whether it's for a TV series. Um, so we want to kind of talk about that, break that down a little bit um, in terms of maybe what to look for, uh, print runs, um, kind of things like that. So if you're going to be going out and um, looking for these books, um, kind of knowing what, what sort of price range that they should land in. Um, also, some big news. Uh, shout out. Actually, let me just grab this real quick. Okay. Shout out to TiVo, Lords of the Long Box. I was over there last night on his show. Great show. Do something very similar to what we do here. Um, but we were talking about um, a couple ways that the uh, the X-Men might potentially be introduced into the MCU. Um, so I wanted to touch on that with you guys as well and, and get your thoughts because it's pretty cool stuff. And um, of course we had House of X come out. So I wanna talk about that. And then uh, right with this week, uh, we got the solicitations for Marvel for October, which is when House of X, Powers of X, that alternating event, that two series but one thing should be over so uh then we'll get into all of the new x titles that are coming right after that so i want to break that down with you guys too and get your thoughts on those teams and and that type of stuff so uh should be pretty fun uh shout out to the oblivion bar who was first uh 90 mf comics is here as well and i see mr unknown so shout out to you guys um you know as other people come in uh feel free to say hey and we'll give you a shout out as well um but i want to catch up uh, a little bit quickly uh with you guys first and find out what you've been doing in the past week any any uh cool things on the channel or anything that like you did i don't know justin you go to the, the shop sometimes for the the ttgs <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no i mean normal fun stuff with all the news that came out of san diego last weekend you know i went jane foster hunting <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're looking we're looking i went and I knew where I knew where specific books really related to her were, so I went and grabbed them before they got expensive. <laughs> right, that's smart. Fun stuff like that. Yeah, like um, Thor One, God of Thunder. What is it? Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. 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 Books like and that. And even yeah. you know, even even the some variants. more lovely what if number tens. Ah, oh, good old Thordis. There was actually yeah. there was another one. Um, I think it was with Earth X, where yeah. it was actually Thor, but. Uh, Thor became a female as yes. punishment. Yeah. And it's yeah. a really cool, I think it's an Alex Ross cover, but it's a really cool cover. Um, but that one's not, that's just a female Thor. That's not Jane right. Thor. So I, I liked, I, I just saw something on like Facebook or Twitter or something where everybody or somebody was like, everybody needs to chill out. It's not Lady Thor or Jane Thor or anything like that. She's mm -hmm. a doctor. So this should be the Dr. Thor series. <laughs> yeah. You know, that'll be a good title. That would there's a you know there, we had we had like Doc Hulk we, you know we've had, the, the mighty Doctor Thor right <laughs> something like that yeah that so that, that's cool so you kind of you got a little bit ahead of the, the curve there then uh, picking up those uh, those issues right well yeah and I mean anytime that Thor like Thor related news comes out I'm generally <laughs> pretty lucky because I've already got the books I probably True. have doubles it's just 
make sure you got those extra doubles in case you need to get rid of them or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, cool. Uh, what's going on with you, Chris? What's new in uh, Boston, Chrisland? Uh, not too much. Just um, I was, you know, just picked up books from this Wednesday and just kind of been, um, you know, getting things together and trying to get organized for uh, Kinetic. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, Kineticon. <laughs> Uh, Terrificon, <laughs> Terrificon. And, for, uh, Terrificon yeah. and also for uh, Boston Fan Expo, which um, you know they, they went ahead and made an announcement. Oh, they made they made two announcements for uh, one that was like, ah, this is pretty cool, and then the other one, I, I, I still like they made a huge deal about it, but I'm just kind of like, I, I don't quite get it. But um, <laughs> so the one that makes sense is that you know, Todd McFarlane is coming. Um, oh, nice. they, they actually got him to. Uh, you know, they, they got him to come to, to Fan Expo, so he's going to be there this year, which is pretty cool. Um, I know that last year they had, um, you know, John Byrne and Jim Lee there, which was really cool. And like, I mean, it's just like, um, you know, as much as they have a ton of actors and everything, um, you know, they have been pretty good about getting some pretty, uh, you know, awesome talent to come out um, here and there. So, I, like, you know, you always wish it was a little bit more, but, you know, um, you know, I can't complain on that. And then the, the actor that they were really excited about was John Travolta. And I'm just like, well, hmm. okay. I was just like, I, I don't, I mean, I know he was, he was, uh, one of the bad guys. Oh, uh, he was the, like the main villain. And I think it was, uh, the Thomas Jane Punisher. I'm pretty sure that, that that's the only connection to yeah, come yeah. think of. It's just like, okay. So he was in that. He, he was also in the, uh, the Safa. Uh, super yeah. blockbuster Battlefield Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. yeah. That's just some foolishness that, like, uh, no Ron Hubbard. Yeah, so. <laughs> no one right. But oh, yeah, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I, I'm a little bit behind in my videos. I didn't get to, around to making any this weekend, which I had hoped to, but, um, you know, the, we, um, because it was so hot. I mean, it was ridiculously hot. Um, How hot was it? Yeah. It was just like, you know, my wife was just like, you know, rather than sitting around doing nothing, she was like, you know, we should go to my aunt's house. She has a pool. So we went and did that Saturday. And then Sunday was kind of just, um, you know, uh, just, um, you know, running around a little bit and, and everything. So it was just like, to be honest, it, it, it was just really hot and, you know, to the point where you just kind of didn't want to leave it air conditioned room. So it was just like, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to make a video right now. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, for that, I apologize, but I, I will put stuff up. It's just, you know, a situation where, uh, you know, it, it, it was just crazy and, um, you know, just really didn't have much, um, you know, uh, just didn't have a lot of time. Like once once we were down and um, hanging out in the pool on Saturday, it was just like that was a wrap of the weekend because there really wasn't, you know, much time to really do much else. So uh, all right. we'll be looking forward to what's coming up. Well, it's cooling off. So yeah. you notice I, I changed the light back here to red. So check this out. Finally got one of these. Oh, nice. Yeah, for the lightsaber. Could you hear it? Yep. So yeah, that's that was my excitement. <laughs> got nice. one of those. Nice. Um, yeah, and then I found like a couple really interesting things that you wouldn't normally like think of. Who's still buying laser discs? I found one. <laughs> this I, is like the original Captain Marvel from the 40s. 
Nice. Um, it's got four sides on it. 1941 Republic Pictures, The Adventures of Captain Marvel. That's pretty cool. Wow. And then you got on the other side, you know, some of the stills. But it's got 12 episodes in there. And then Tom Tom Taylor, the original Captain Marvel. Not Tom Taylor, the writer, the actor. Um, so that, that was a cool find. You know how much this was? 10 bucks. 50 cents. 50 cents. Yeah. That's crazy. I, yeah, I got I'm it. Sure. It I'm was two sure. for one, so I got the Jurassic Park. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I know that there are there, there is a community of people that do collect them still. I don't know oh, if, yeah. if there's laserdisc that um laserdisc players that are in HD at all. Um, yeah, I, I would think that that would be the harder thing to find would be the actual laserdisc players. Yeah, yeah, because I I've seen like I remember just kind of going off on a tangent on eBay and I saw that like yeah. some of them are pretty expensive. Um, just because you know it's just dead technology and people aren't. Yeah. VCRs are easy enough, but I, I think laserdiscs have always been pretty. Um, well, back truth be told, I'm not, I'm not trying to play it. It's the same um, dimensions as a 12-inch vinyl, so I want to like like frame get a couple like comic-related ones and then put them like in like a movie room and have like that sort of theme there. So like Captain yeah. Marvel, you know, um, yep. like Star Let's Wars go. ones, but I think they, they look pretty cool framed up. So yeah. That, that's why I got them. Not because I'm trying to get the laser disc. Oh, <laughs> like, no, come on. You know? I mean, I, I think it'd be kind of cool just to be, I mean, cause I, I don't know how different it is from a DVD as far as, you know, playing it and everything, but I just know that, you know, it's, it's something that like, I've always kind of been like, Oh, laser disc, that's pretty cool. But never actually seen. I mean, I've seen the laser disc. I've just never actually seen, you know, a disc player and, and seen it actually played. So um, right. that's pretty cool because I wouldn't have thought that. Uh, I mean, that that Captain Marvel um, is just. I mean, I I don't. I, I think something weird that they converted to laser disc. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I wonder if it's something that you know maybe <laughs> you know never actually just moved over to DVD. Um, I mean. Probably it'd probably be one in one of those Best Buy DVDs that's like you know the Avengers of this and that and it's like you know ten movies for a dollar or something like that. So that's pretty cool to to have twelve episodes of that. Like I didn't even know that existed. So yeah, cool. I thought yeah, like I said, cool find a little kind of like out there in terms of like what to look for. So you know, never know what you'll stumble upon. So you know, um, Big Oso says, hey, do you remember those comic books that came with the forty-five vinyl record? Yes, the book and yeah. records. Yeah, um, yeah, actually, funny you mentioned that. Hang on one second. I think I have one. I oh, and I got this recently. I just got this. Oh, nice. Um, first one. What was one I was looking for? Why am I doing this while we're live? I have no idea. I have no idea. I thought I had one that I just found. Oh, well. Anyways, I, I just found one of those the other day. The Superman one. We believe you. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it up on Instagram. You'll, you'll find it there. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So let's get into the topics. I uh, want to kind of go through a few of the indies that have been optioned recently. Um, some that you probably are familiar with, some that maybe you aren't familiar with. Yeah. Um, and the first one I want to tackle is actually a really cool one. Uh, and it's called... Heathen. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's from yeah. Natasha Alterici yeah, we, Vault we, Comic. We, yeah, yeah, we all jumped on it when it yeah. came out, luckily. So yes. I, I have I, I think I have all seven of them so far. Like all seven that have been put out there. Yeah. Yep. 
but yeah it was a cool story yeah, yeah definitely cool um kind of like a lesbian viking you know that sort of thing um pretty it was uh i looked it up it came out in february of 2017 and there was a second printing in may so a couple months later uh and just under three thousand units uh were sold to retailers that's according to comicron data uh -huh. so really low print run on that yep. um there was a, a limited edition that was only available on the vault website I yeah. tried to get, but it was sold out really fast. Those are going for if you want a nine eight on that, you're looking at like two hundred bucks on that. Um, yeah. So that one's pretty rare, and it's actually, uh, believe it or not, so that's Vault Comics. It was, um, it was uh, originally uh, through maybe a self publisher, but it was called Literati Press. So the Vault Comics are actually a reprint of those original ones. Yeah, the original um, ones. Have, uh, I yeah. remember seeing that the original ones were expensive at the time mm -hmm. that the, um, you know, the reprint or the vault run started. But yeah, the, exactly. those, those are uh, those are definitely cool to pick up if you can find them. Yeah, if you can find you, you'll, you'll see them around. Um, this is going to be Constantine Films, and uh, Catherine uh, Hardwick is the director for it. She's the one who was attached to Twilight, I guess. So. Um, yep. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so there's that one. Um, there's a, a few variants. I think it went a couple couple issues. It was a mini series. Um, yeah. So there you go. There's that. Uh, yeah, the what, next one. No, oh, seven ahead. came out. Seven came out. Issue seven came out like not long ago. That's yeah. right. There was a huge gap. Yeah. yeah. There was a big gap. Yeah. So all right, cool. The next one is called She Could Fly. She Could Fly is uh, was made by Dark Horse. Um, and it's optioned for TV by AMC. Um, and it's funny because this guy who did it, his name is Chris Cantwell, who I'm going to mention later on, so remember that name. Um, he was talking with uh, G. Willow Wilson about this, and, and he was like, hey, how, if I have an idea, what can I do? And, and G. Willow Wilson's like, hey, go talk to Karen Berger. And then uh, the rest is history from there. So that's going to be coming out. Um, that was an interesting story, an interesting concept. Um yeah, so there's that one. Um, then the next one I want to tell you guys about is something that I think I mentioned a few times before, um, but let's let's back up just a second. Uh, I want to talk about Scout Comics. Um, you guys, you're familiar with them, right? Yep. Scout. They did um, Stabity Bunny, a bunch of other things. So really good. And they have this sort of pipeline. They have this a similar mentality to Mark Miller to where they, they develop these properties, but then they want to um, you know pass them up even higher um, and get them like made into you know TV or series or have somebody buy the rights for it basically. So a lot of their properties, if you look at Scout, uh, have that upward momentum to where they get bought out and stuff. So Solar Flare is one that got bought out. Um, <clears throat> that's going to be uh, actually it's not officially announced yet, so you're getting that news pretty early. Um, from what I hear, Scout's going to make that official announcement uh, this coming Sunday. Um, so you have a little bit of a window there between, um, you know, when we're talking about it and when you, you're going to see a lot of people um, jump on that. Um, that actually came out in 2017. Yep. And it was just over 2,000 in, in terms of the uh, units sold to retail or so. Again, really small print run. And this is another one just like, um, just like I was talking about with Heathen that was self-published. And then Scout bought it and then they republished it. Um, it's, uh, James Hake, who I've talked to a few times at some cons. This is actually local um, to us. So um, that's one definitely to look out for. Um, nice. If you can find it, you can still find those. Uh, even like there's a couple con exclusives for the Scout version. 
that are uh, 10, 15 bucks right now. So not, yeah. not too bad. Yeah, I think Scout also did uh, Hinchcock, so, which um, yep, that's yeah, right. That, that's how I remember um, finding out about them was like you know oh Hinchcock and um, you know that I think um, was was talked about you know getting picked up and everything. Um, so it's just you know yeah like the indie indies have a pretty good um, you know pipeline as far as trying to get them made over to series. Um, and it's, it's more easier than trying to. Well, you obviously wouldn't do Marvel, but just as an example, like a big one like that, trying to get that corporation to sign off on the rights. You know um, what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I think it's, I think they have, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's pretty cool because like the stories that they're trying to pick up are, are very different um, from being, you know, just regular hero stories. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, as far as being, you know, series on, on television or, you know, Netflix, whatever, uh, I think that translates over pretty well, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's it's a comic book adaptation, but it's not superhero. So it's still from the comics, but you have all these different genres you can pull from. So I know like when Walking Dead came out, I know people a lot of people that I talked to didn't even know that was from a comic book. You know, there's like right. tons of these properties out there that you have no freaking clue that they're, you know, from a graphic novel or whatever. And you know, yep. it's cool. People are like, really? When you tell them. So, oh yeah, and I think I think that's a lot of the case, especially with the independent publisher type stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's harder to kind of skirt Marvel and DC is people are going to kind of know that somehow it's related to something, but especially like image or anybody like that, they may not have ever heard of it, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this next one, I'm sure you guys have heard of this one. Um, it was through, um, through image, um, farmhand Rob nice. Guillory. Um, he did a few things. He actually was saying this is like it was comparing it to Chew, but like I think he said much more grounded. Um, AMC is picking this up and developing it as a TV series. So Farmhand um, came out in July of last year, so it's it's relatively recent. Um, that one is, uh, I think it's gonna be interesting. Um, the concept for that is there's a guy named Jedediah, and he's a, a farmer, um, and he has these um, Jedediah seeds, and he plants them, and they grow these human organs. And then he could sell them off. He made all his money, and then basically the shit hit the fan, you know, as it would, yeah. <laughs> you know. So pretty neat, uh, and I see that being a pretty interesting uh, TV series. So um, there's that. It's uh, I again from Comicron, uh, twenty six thousand seven hundred and thirty two units were sold to retailers. So that one has a much higher print run than the others. Mm-hmm. But again, that's that's Image. You know, that's basically. You basically say the big three now, you know what I mean? So that that's going to have a um, much more scaled up operation. But the one to look for, definitely look for the farmhand number one, the cover A. But there was actually an ash can for that. Um, a lot of times, especially with image, they'll go to, um, they'll, they'll send out these little um, ash cans, like a smaller size, like a preview to, to the shop so that they can know to recommend it to people basically they're like free that you know send them out so th- there's one for farmhand um that definitely look for that because that obviously came out a little bit before the number one um and there's a bunch of variants too including a sdcc one from last year so um that one i don't know maybe like 10 bucks they're going for like 15 to 25 or so on yeah. ebay so if you can hit, get one around the 10 dollar range then i think you're doing pretty good for it Nice. Yeah, I can't even yeah. remember that book, but 
I, I remember the name. I just, I mm-hmm. didn't read it. So it's just, I mean, I, I can, the name definitely sounds familiar, but just don't have any kind of desire to read or anything like that. That's just me. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of these books will come out and there'll be like a lot of heat on them for a couple weeks. And then the next big thing will come out and everyone will forget about that last thing. And, you know, and then like something like this, you know, it's like, oh my God, it's got options, you know? So I don't know. I think you said adjusted once. You just go ahead and pick up all the image number ones and you're, you're safe. Didn't you say yeah, that? That's a good <laughs> one, I think. But yeah, it's, yeah. Pretty much, it's pretty much a safe bet. Just, just so all your bases are covered because what is it like? One in 10, one in 15 of the image books will get picked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Pretty much seems yeah. like that. <laughs> it's a safe bet that way. Yep. Um, all right, cool. So the next one I'm sure none of you guys have heard of. Um, it's called Tomi. It's uh, by this guy named Junji Ito. He does a lot of manga, like horror manga, um, like Dissolving Classroom. And I think he did, um, what was it called? There was one called, ah, shit, I forgot. Oh, um, Slug Girl. So it's like body horror type of stuff. Uh-huh. So this is being picked up, uh, and it's going to be a streaming series. It's going to be on this new streaming app called QB. Um, and you're saying, what the hell is that? So remember Diane Nelson? She she uh, dipped out of DC. She used to be the president. Uh, she she went over, and now she's she's kind of like launching up this new streaming thing. Um, and then they got the director from um, Crawl, which just came out, uh, who also did The Hills Have Eyes. Yep. Um, Alexandre uh, Aja. I, don't, I, I know I said that wrong, but that person um so yeah i think that's a good combination with the the junji ito uh type of content with uh with the way aja does like if you think about crawl and the hills have eyes it's very like body horror type of stuff right Uh very horror and i think that pairs well with with like the stuff that ito does so um i think that's pretty cool um so there you go. Yeah, but it, so is it like their own streaming service, or they want it to get put on somebody's streaming service? It well, uh, that QB is the streaming service. Um, they just found that as the location for it, which is I don't know. Um, this particular manga is actually really popular uh, over in Japan. It's like a bunch of uh, series. It's got like, like I don't know, like f- seven movies oh, based wow. on it. Yeah, so it's pretty popular, um, at least over there so far. So they also have um, one of the uh, the people from Aquaman who's on it. So Black Manta. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, one of the the crew. Oh. As the um. Crip number one of the four. Writers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. The trench. <laughs> yeah. So th- those are basically the the indie updates that I wanted to give you guys. I'm kind of going through these sort of quick, um, just to get through them. Um. Todd McFarlane was actually talking recently about Spawn. Everyone's curious what's going on with the movie. What's happening? You know, um, we're going to see it ever. You've been, uh, you wrote that script three years ago. What's going on? So it's the same thing basically right now is his update. Um, he's still not willing to budge on his script and his vision for it. He says, I have the people, the investors all around me with the money. Uh, but of course, you know, if you want to invest in something, you want to have a little bit of say in it. And he's like, no, I don't really want to tweak this. Um, so he said, if I can't get my vision made, um, he th- somebody was talking about a Kickstarter, but he's like, if it, I'll just walk away. I'll just walk away. Yeah. So hopefully they'll come to some sort of, you know, compromise there in terms of 
the scripting issues. So I, at this point, I'm like, Todd, maybe it's time just to let it go, man. So, you know, but that being said, I would like to really see that that movie get made. <laughs> so um, I think just from hearing that, you get kind of a, a Frank Miller vibe of how uh, the Robocop movies went and, you know, what kind of pissed him off with, with all that because, like, the studio wanted to do, you know, I think Robocop 3 in particular is supposed to be very different. And, um, you know, they went ahead and made all these, like, changes, and he was just like, yeah, this is not even close to what I wanted it to be. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I just... Yeah. I, I think, from what I've heard, he wants to make it, like, ultra, ultra, ultra dark and violent mm -hmm. and orient. It's, it's just like... I mean, the thing, the thing that he had... And I, I can understand investors being like, yeah, you, you gotta tone this down, just because, I mean, we need people to come see this thing. Like, you can't have it be this, you know just really crazy just blood fest that like you know you just pretty much have marketed to like one audience specifically and hope that it cross like so so basically you have it for the comic audience and then hope that it crosses over into the horror genres so that like you get those people together it's just like i don't i mean it would be it would, i mean does he give any details as to like what it is they're trying to do or is it just yeah. It's basically going to be focused on, um, I don't know if it's Sam and Twitch, but at least Twitch, um, where they're yeah. doing these investigations. And it's very dark and in the streets. And it's not really going to be focused so much on Spawn himself. Um, you'll see like flashes of Spawn. He doesn't talk like hardly ever, if at all, in the movie. And it's just like like a shadow like wisping by you in the background yeah. is basically like I, mean, what you see but I, I see it like gritty and like very atmospheric and dark but the thing is he wants to do this on a super like low budget i don't yeah. know how you do some of this um even like like maybe principal photography you could do that sure but once you hit post and you're doing all your editing and all that um that's that's not even including like advertising for it um, I don't know how he's going to do it on with this budget restriction. That's like the big holdup, I think. Is that he doesn't want to spend so you know, basically yeah. it, it just sounds like he just wants to put it out and make a profit completely, and, and so that way he's like, all right, so here's your chunk of the money, and then here's my chunk of the money, you know. Which I mean, I, I understand, you know, but I, it's just like one of those things too, where it's just like, I mean. The, the the position that you know they might be taking also is, is that it's a spawn movie and you don't want to show spawn in the movie because it'll be too expensive but it's just like they may have a problem with that too like no like the name of the movie spawn and you like you can't just not people are going to see spawn not yeah. to you know see a shadow of spawn yeah like you could just i mean you could just if that's the case making a salmon twitch movie and then you know you yeah have flashes and glimpses but we'll yeah. see i mean just because you know the thing too that he that I think, I mean he he owns the character and all the rest of that jazz and that's great, but I think that um you know when it comes to like button heads and things it's just like you know it's also unproven. I mean this you know even though and the first Spawn movie came out a long time ago and the cartoon series came out a long time ago, um you know to to try to throw it in this market might not be the the best thing just because people don't know what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? They, they know what it is, but like it's just like they, they don't know if it's going to be good going right out. I mean, what if it's a dud? And then these people would put all this money behind it, and, you know, it's no good. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I just, I, I think that might be, I mean, there's a lot of different factors I think might be weighing in, 
But I think those, that's probably why he's like, I only want this much money. And they're just like, you can't make this movie. Mm-hmm. Who are you trying to make? Well, the, the, the thing is right now, we have a lot of, you know, comic book and superhero movies, obviously, right? This is like, I keep, I've said it plenty of times. It's like the golden age of, you know, comic book cinema. But within that, as a subgenre, there really isn't much in terms of like the horror element. We're yeah. only now like just getting to that, right? New uh-huh. Mutants is coming out. Uh, we had Brightburn. Um, they were just talking about at the panel for <clears throat> uh, Hall H for Marvel at San Diego mm-hmm. about um, like Doctor Strange kind of leading into those more horror elements and perhaps like even he didn't say this. This is me saying it. Um, having Nightmare as a villain in there. Um, Scarlet Witch will be a part of that. Um, we'll talk about that in a second, actually. Um, so we're really only just getting to like this uh, sort of horror subgenre, yeah. and it's really unproven. Will, will, will the fans like it? Will, there's no real kind of test for that. And I think as an investor going into that, you'd be extra cautious. Yeah, Hulu too, exactly. Um, that'll be coming up. Uh, D23 will be getting uh, hopefully some news on some of that stuff. But um, yeah, so. As an investor, if if I had that sort of in my mind, like, okay, this is a comic book movie, but it's horror. It's not necessarily about Spawn. And in fact, we won't see Spawn much. I'd be like, okay, how much money are you supposed to give? Am I supposed to give you? Um, I don't know. It does make sense that they'd be hesitant. So I think once some of this stuff comes out and is is successful, um, not just financially, but critically, that uh, people will be a little more uh, willing to, you know, give, you know, because yeah. there'll be that proven track record so far. Okay, fans do want this. They will spend the money yeah, on tickets, exactly. you know. They will buy the McFarlane toys after, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So so I just mentioned D23. Um, I want to roll into that now. Um, D23 is coming up at the end of next year. I mean, oh, God, the end of next uh-huh. uh, month, August. Um, and they're hopefully going to be giving us – some news about Hulu. Um, that's going to be in Anaheim. I don't know if uh, Tivo um, is going to be going for sure. Um, hopefully, he'll get some uh, some good uh, scoops for us uh, in terms of that, and maybe he'll be uh, on location for that. What they're going to do is um, have Marvel Studios there with footage, more guest appearances, um, and uh, we'll see maybe a little bit more about oh you know what i totally forgot to mention blade when i was listening out some of the horror stuff coming up anyways um hopefully we'll get some hulu stuff um more maybe disney plus related things i don't know but in terms of the horror piece of it um you get scarlet witch of course that's supposed to be like crazy and weird with her and you know her powers um that's gonna be she's actually to me in doctor strange in the uh, multiverse of madness as well. Um, so it'll all be kind of tied together, which is really cool. Um, that's going to be horror stuff. And uh, what they're saying, and this is complete credit to, to TiVo, to Lords of the Longbox for this. Um, the story could revolve around um, House of M. Her going nuts oh. with reality, changing powers, and um, you know maybe a... a, a unsnapping kind of doing uh you know making mutants or whatever so that yeah. whole thing kind of tied together i think is awesome um and then in terms of the x-men it would be cool to have like the house of m and then suddenly what's your movie called house of x those things would pair nicely together right just like yeah. we have with hickman's miniseries right now so um i'm just talking on and on i want to kick it over to you guys for a second 
Yeah, I think that would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think I think you know I remember when we had brought it up. Before, oh yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, Mandalorian uh, especially. Sorry. When we had brought it up before, <laughs> actually, I, I remember Tivo in the chat. We were talking about like uh, how everybody was kind of when that woman had went ahead and said that oh like the X Men name is derivative and why should they use that name and this and that and then he was like oh like you know <laughs> I was like you know what other name would you use and this and that but it's just like you know. Um, and then he's like, oh, you know, you can go with X Factor. And he's just like, yeah, that would be, you know, I mean, different lineup of characters, obviously, because they want to kind of go away from, you know, the, the characters they've been using, like, like, you know, but I mean, th that could work too. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, it all depends on what, what kind of starting point they want to use with bringing mutants in. Um, and they can always, you know, bring them all together however they want. Um, but I think, I think that's kind of a cool concept just to kind of, you know, go with, you know, House of M type deal and then bring yeah. it, you know, bring it to a House of X where it's just like, you know, now that, you know, maybe they've been waiting or maybe, you know, over time, you know, throughout, you know, that whole House of M, um, you know, storyline, you know, now they're just like, you know, House of X, we're like, we're ready to be shown. Like, like this is, you know, we can step out into the light now instead of kind of, you know, being worried about all the stuff that's going on. Exactly. Now. And they, they could, you know, sure be new for our meaning like this the mcu's universe but there is a, definitely an established multiverse even though mysterio was lying about it um dr yeah. strange told us there's a multiverse yeah. and maybe they were so ready to believe mysterio because they know it to be true so maybe the x-men are from one of these other multiverses where they still have all that history we don't have to lose that history and they can still be new for our mcu right Right, because you want you don't want to say that like everything that Nick Fury uh, in Spider Man Far From Home said was a lie. Basically, like he was talking about, you know, this the snap left rifts open, or there were you know rifts around the planet. So more so than just the ones that they were messing with with Mysterio, you would think um, was what he was talking about. So any of those, yeah, could be definite doorways into who knows what. Right, exactly. And even the ancient one, when she was explaining how the stones work, and if you take one, it splinters off and creates uh -huh. another branch on the tree. You know, that's a parallel uh, reality. You know, at that from that point forward. So, yeah, there, there's plenty of options they could do for that. And um, I think that House of M is a great. It'll be loosely adapted, of course, but it'll be a great uh, place to to have that happen. I still, I don't know, like. Because we have the Eternals coming out, right, next year. The uh -huh. history of the Eternals obviously involves the Celestials, the Deviants, the uh, the uh, the way they had the the third one with the Proto Humans that had that uh, X gene that eventually developed to mutants. Yep. So if they go into that that backstory and that history there, I don't know if they'll go all the way back to um, like when they were they were fighting with the Aspirants and the God Killer and that whole aspect of it, but. Um, if they explain that story, part of that story is mutants. I don't know if they'll touch on that or what, but um, I'm curious. Even if they do, like Marvel's really good about putting in really subtle seeds here and there, uh -huh. like have a, a map up on a screen, or they'll have you know somebody's dossier, and then like somebody like screen captures it and zooms in, and aha, you know. Um, that's how. Oh, who was it? Um, there was one one uh, character, one villain, uh, Mysterio, who was no, not Mysterio, Mephisto, who was mentioned 
like yep. years ago, right? Yeah. Um, for, as an example, but that wasn't anything that just it was just there in a, in a dossier and you know what happened to me in one scene. Um, so maybe it's something like that where just that word like mutant or mutates or you know mutagenic or you know some derivative of that root word is there, and that could be like a little seed before they're like officially named, you know, for during the event. I don't know. I'm I'm really overthinking this right now. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, right now it's all just speculative, and there's, there's really not exactly. We we all just think about how they're gonna go ahead and, and bring that in and make it, you know, stick. Um, but I think I think you know, you may not be too far off on on what it is they're going to do, um, just for the mere fact that you know, they're gonna want to explain it and, like you said, you know, keep it kind of, you know, tied into like you know the actual continuity that's been laid out initially. Um, so. I think it's pretty cool. I think I think that there's you know definitely room to um, you know what the origin of it's going to be uh, mm -hmm. is definitely something that we are going to want to see. But then how they go about it, um, you know, as far as you know what kind of you know what we see with them, like like is it something where you know the, the even if they come from you know another dimension, another area, whatever, is it going to be similar to where you know they've been persecuted, or is it like no, we kind of can see that things have powers and we understand and, you know, whether it be something where they can live freely and just, you know, be heroes or whether it be still that still, you know, the, the stigma against mutants where they have to kind of still kind of, you know, be careful of who they are and, and, and you know, know that, like, you know, even though, you know, you try to coexist with humans, you know, the humans still have hatred towards you and that, you know, you're going to take every, like, you know, good interaction with a grain of salt because you never know, yeah. you know who's the real enemy behind you. Yeah. You know what they could do? Just what? keep the same cast. Say Fox was one of those other realities in the multiverse. Just yeah. Pull everyone over. You still got all your history there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about that yesterday. I think that'd be a neat, um, neat way to do it. Kind of like what um, what DC is going to be doing with Crisis. Right. Uh -huh. We're having like uh, Linda Carter, um, what's his name? Burt Ward, Tom yep. Welling. Um, Brandon Routh, like all these people, they're even going to pull in a couple of the Titans from DC Universe, allegedly. Yeah. Well, right? it, so it's like all of like the DC, like everything. Yeah, like, everything's connected. Yeah. So it looks like it'll be really, really cool, especially like the bringing in or having Brandon Routh being Superman, but like mm -hmm. Kingdom Come Superman from right. what they're saying and stuff. I don't know. That that whole thing just looks nuts. It sounds like it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And like, you know, I, Linda Carter's already been on the show, mm -hmm. but not as Wonder Woman, right? So like when you say when you hear like Burt Ward, I, I doubt he's gonna actually be like if you've seen him, he would not Right. He's like, not Robin. Yeah. He's not gonna suit up as a Robin anytime right. soon. Yeah, he he'd probably be like a police chief or something like that. Yeah. Like, something in the episode that's like, all right, you know, this is this well, what they could do. All right, so he's uh, he's Dick Grayson. He could be he could be the mayor of Bloodhaven. Ah, yeah. That's what Dick Grayson becomes in like the Batman Beyond universe, the Batman Beyond series. So yeah, that, that would work, work out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me get to the chat because I've been I've been uh, neglecting the chat. Um, so they were talking about in the chat the um, the event. 
um, Lords of the Long Box uh, mentioned Spirits of Vengeance. So yeah, definitely um, that, that'll be something with Hulu, um, hopefully with D23. Um, I also think, you know, in terms of Blade, because Blade is definitely part of that horror conversation we were having. Yeah. Um, they didn't announce a movie right now. Um, last as recently as last year, they were talking about there being two different projects in the works. Right. So there may be something related to Hulu. Remember, there was something about Blade's daughter. Tim Seeley was doing something with that. Yep. Um, that never happened. Um, or hasn't happened yet. But be, just because there's not a movie announced doesn't mean that he won't show up uh, sooner. And I'm thinking maybe uh, an end credit scene for Doctor Strange. And the reason I'm for thinking that is because Blade? Doctor Strange, yeah, Doctor Strange uh -huh. uh, teamed up with Blade and the Night Stalkers yep. at one point, right? They're, they're all kind of tied to like, um, you know, the Darkhold and Nightmare and, and that whole kind of universe. Uh -huh. So that could tie in very easily. And then you go to Hulu with your Spirits of Vengeance show, your Howling Commandos, all that stuff. Um, and that's all just all kind of related really easily. But I, I, I'm envisioning a teaser end credit thing for Blade with Doctor Strange. I think those two kind of things fit together. So my point is, just because it wasn't announced it will be Phase 5, doesn't mean we won't see... Um, blade a little bit sooner so i just wanted to mention that um house of m yeah big also said house of m um uh, mr unknown is looking for some uh, naked midgets to be uh, in a show um calling it house of triple x i think he has some interesting ideas um so that's, um and then uh lord's Longbox said it said no more mutants uh she'll say no more fox exactly right um, and then zombies, the Marvel zombies would be really cool, but I think that Marvel zombies is going to be part of what if. Yeah. Right. That'll be a what if thing. Uh, so animated, uh, comically flawed said, I heard they're going to pull a lot from the Neil Gaiman run. Um, that would be great. Um, and full on Kirby as well. Uh, big also says, absolutely. Uh, we need, we need full on cosmic, crazy Kirbiness, crackles and all, uh, and yeah. yeah, exactly. And then Big O said, I, I've seen the artwork of the Celestials. Yeah, so they um, actually, I don't have a screen capture of it. <clears throat> but it looked nuts. Yeah, they were, you know, big ones. Uh, we've seen them a couple times already, the Celestials. Uh -huh. Nowhere. And Guardians. Exactly. Guardians. Yeah, nowhere, the nowhere the spaceport is the head of a, a severed Celestial. And then we saw um, Esau and the Searcher when the yep. collector was telling them yeah. about the stones. Oh, Rando is that little clip. Yep. Um, and then uh, Ego is an elder in the comics, but he uh, called himself a celestial, I think. Right? Yep. Yep. And so he's that, that's a little bit of a retcon there, but um, Ego is supposed to be a celestial. So, so there you go. So there's three so far. Um, and then we're going over to Mr. Unknown. Uh, his name will be like Robin Grayson. Oh, talking about the <laughs> CW. Yeah, could be. Um, superhero Dick the Boy Wonder. That just sounds really wrong. <laughs> I mean, with with Eternals, though, especially, or even Doctor Strange, if they're going to, you know, they could have Celestials in either one, really, or in both. Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's, a good, that's a good way to go ahead and throw in Galactus, too. Right, exactly. They have him now. They can use him whenever they want now. So that's right. 
they could, you know, not, maybe they don't even show him, but they mention him finally, you know. Maybe they just say, uh, there's another one of those heralds again. Yeah. And then we all know who's heralds they are. (laughs) So, yeah, so that would all tie to, um, to those movies. But, um, House of X just came out, Uh right? Part of the first part of uh, Hickman's big event here. I know, Justin, you said you didn't read it, but Chris, have you read it? Oh, you did read it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Speed read. (laughs) Right. That's right. So, okay, cool. So, yeah, a pretty great start, if you ask me, to this whole thing. Very, very Hickman, you know, Uh laying the groundwork, very complicated and intricate. And um, if I know Hickman the way I've read him, what we're reading right now, we have no idea like how big and like nuts this thing's gonna get, you know, yeah. from this point on. Well, it, and different. It seemed like that just because like I mean, there, there was so many different references to different places around the world and all this different stuff, and all these different lists of different things going on and what symbols mean for certain, you know, it, like yeah. there, was a, there was a ton of different stuff going on in that book. And then it was just like, you know, I mean, you know, you got Mutants migrating over from Krakoa, then um, you know you have uh, was it uh, Magneto meeting with some humans, you know, as an ambassador. Uh, I don't know what Fallout Mystique and uh, Sabretooth and Toad are up to, but then you have that going on, and then the Fantastic Four <laughs> yeah. too, and it's just like so. I mean, th- there's a lot of different stuff happening all over the place. So I mean, and it's just issue one, and there's going to be a lot to tie everything together, and and um, from what I've read in like the preview stuff. It's just like, I guess, um, house and powers are kind of kind of alternate back and forth. So it's just like, mm-hmm. there's some things that you're going to see in house that will tie into powers, but then we'll also, you know, from, from powers back to, so it's just like, you kind of have to get, if you want to get the whole story, you have to get both just to make sure that, you know, you're all set. And then all this just leads into the new X titles, which is just like, so, I mean, this is just all like, I think, very slow build precursor to, you know, getting, you know, a bigger piece of the pie later on. But for now, I mean, it's just like, yeah, like, like he's, he's definitely building something that's mm-hmm. pretty big. Um, right. Exactly. Like you said, it's, um, it's alternating, but it's alternating by week. Yeah. It's every week for the book house of X, which we have now is dealing with like the present and then powers of X. Um, if I remember correctly, it's going to be dealing with like important events from the X-Men's past. And kind of like with this new perspective of what's happening, um, a little bit more context and like what really happened type of thing. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed like the first first read through of House of X. Um, You know, little things that kind of jump out was I like the Magneto's back in the white the white uniform. I got that. I thought that was cool. Um, It's also fitting, you know that. He's like kind of heading up the base in Jerusalem or the entrance to the base in Jerusalem there. Um, I thought that was, that was a cool, like kind of like throwback to his, his actual origin or what we've always seen of his origin. So that was cool. Um, Cyclops news. It's like, is it a new suit? Cause he had the same suit, but it had like red lines and now it's got blue lines. So kind of weird changes. Um, and yeah, I mean that the beginning of the book where professor X who looks just like Reed Richards from the ultimate universe, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. You know, that's kind of weird that he's, he looks like the thinker. Um, 
But that that beginning scene where he says to my X-Men and all the X-Men are coming out of whatever has a lot of like weird Mr. Sinister feels for me. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Big Oso who gave us a super chat. This is a question for us. He says, do you think Hickman is right about the MCU ruining comic books? No. Oh, it depends. All right. Depending on how he means it, what the context is. I mean, did, did he get into any of that when he said it, or did he just make a blanket statement? No, it's just that. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of of a uh, example. Excuse me. Of like a change they made, or something like that, directly for a movie that then like actually stuck. Oh, good, there he goes. I don't know that I don't know that I was saying that it's it's ruining comics specifically. I think that there's definitely some carryover mm-hmm. that um, you know makes it I think tough for people to um, you know really be able to say um, you know it makes it tough for people who have been who are just jumping on to kind of you know be able to identify with with uh, some of the older stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people, I think now, I mean, and maybe he knows something we don't, maybe he's saying it from, you know, just a creation standpoint, where it's just like, now we have to kind of create these in this specific way that kind of, you know, flows with the Marvel Cinematic Universe that, you know, maybe he didn't have to before, so maybe that, you know, the, the idea process is a little bit tougher. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah. No, I, I think you're, you're on track there. Like, you know, you have um, the movies and people know the movies and, you know, Marvel wants to react to that adapt things so that it will bring in those readers that crossover. Yeah. Um, but do, by doing that, it uh, adds these other restrictions to the writers because now they have these other parameters that they have to consider yeah. with their story. So I think it, it definitely, it can, I don't say it always does, but it can limit them in terms of the, what they're doing with the comics. But yeah. I don't think that it's ruining comic books necessarily. I yeah. just think it's, it's different. Well, I also wonder too, if, if, they're, if they're being, you know, held into a way that they have to, you know, that the way that it's written has to be able to be easily adapted now to, you know, mm-hmm. all right, so we're going to write this in the way that you can adapt it to a script so that it can, you know, be, you know, seen visually either on, you know, t- you know, television or a movie. I mean, maybe, maybe that, right. you know, kind of bothers them too, because, you know, rather than being a comic writer, you know, now they're basically a screenwriter. And it's just like, that's, you know. Exactly. I mean, look, we, we've said this a couple of times in the past. What What is comics to Marvel now who has these like billion dollar movies coming out like every few months, you know, and uh-huh. what, what is all of Marvel comics making you know what i mean so what why they still have it well it's an ip farm it's an idea farm for the movies you know they have to keep creating these stories so they have something 20 years down the road to pull from as an event that they can use but just like you said they know that and they're designing these with that idea in mind so there is that um kind of easy story arc that they can throw up on the screen so but again I, i don't think it's ruining it it's just it's just different you know? Yeah, it, um, it's different, and I think yeah. that if you're if you're used to doing it in a certain way, like like from a creative standpoint, if you're used to it being this, you know, format that you've always used, and it's like, yeah, no, you gotta do something like change it up and do this. It's just like maybe that's you know in their mind that like oh like you know maybe I'm telling a story you know and now I have to oversimplify a story just because of this like, you know mm-hmm. I mean because I I just. I'm just trying to think of, you know, 
what maybe he meant by that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I don't think it necessarily ruins it per se. I just think that it definitely changes things. And anytime you have a big change in, in the creative process of somebody who's been established doing things like this, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna have tension and friction between the two and, and butting of heads on how ideas come about. So I think I think right. that you know that's more of what um, I, I mean. That, that's how I interpret it. So I, I, I hope that you know. It's something that he's able to work through and work with, and and you know, hopefully, it all coexists. You know, because I mean, I, I'm excited to see where he's going to go with this. But I do know that, yeah. you know, his writing style um, is just to make these really, really, really intricate stories that, like, you know, you can you can you know have to look through all this different material and kind of, co- and there's so many callbacks to this and that, and a lot of seeds planted in the beginning that, Oh, this is where this came from. Like, you know, go back to issue number six, you'll see now that this makes sense. And it's just, you know, so I feel like, um, you know, maybe that's not quite what he's able to do um, based on that. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I have a feeling this event is going to end up, it seems that it happened with absolute carnage. They added another issue. I just have a feeling because of the the complexity and the um, scope of this story, they may end up adding an issue or two, you know, two well, meaning I mean, like one for each of those series. I wouldn't be back, surprised. Yeah, go back and look at Hickman's Secret Wars when it came out. That first issue, it says like one of six or something like That's that. That's right, yeah. It turned out to be like, like nine? nine issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, some we had that happen. so far. But that would be weird because then that would overlap with, we could talk about this um, as a tr- nice transition. So cool. Um, the October solicitations came out. Um, we got uh, a tease at uh, San Diego Comic Con. They had a, a panel called The Next Big Thing, and they announced what the different teams were going to be post uh, House of X, Powers of X. And this whole thing is called The Dawn of X, and it's the new. Yet another relaunch for the X Men, and yet another uh, you know start. So <clears throat> it is what it is. Here we go again. October exactly right. Um, so we have the Marauders. That's Jerry Duggan and Matteo Lolly. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. Um, you have uh, Pyro. I have it written down here. Pyro, Iceman, Storm, Bishop, and Emma Frost, uh, who is funding it through her company. And then you have Kitty Pride and Lockheed. Kitty or Kate is the uh, the leader now of this team. So. Yeah. Interesting makeup. He did say um, these teams may not make a whole lot of sense right now, but once we get towards the end of the event, uh, they should make a lot more sense. So, all right, throw that up there. Why you'd ever want to bring put it for the X Men? Why you'd want to bring a team the, the, like a Marauders team? Like, yeah, you're gonna be on the X Men band. And I was like, you yeah. realize what they did, right? Like, that's not they're not cool with us, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is it is weird that Kitty and Emma would choose to be on a team together at this point. Yeah, I mean, I know they have been as of recently, but he, here's the big WTF: Excalibur. Yeah, okay. Excalibur is Richter, Jubilee, Rogue, Gambit, uh, Captain Britain, who's Betsy, Psylocke. formerly yeah. Psylocke, right? Yeah, and get this, Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. And, and I saw, I, I don't, I don't remember if it was, uh, was Psylocke. So there's, there, there was some picture that basically like shows him as a love interest. To, I, I'm pretty sure it might be Psylocke, and I'm just like, oh, how is this possible? Like what? Yeah, you know, it's like what <laughs> version of him? Like I, I don't, I don't quite get it. And, and yeah, to, to be honest, um, 
you know, I've, I've seen, I mean, throughout the years, I've seen X-Men villains become, you know, members of the team. Sabersooth did it. Juggernaut did it. And it wasn't that quite that. Emma joke. went on to lead the team. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it was on there for a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have all these different villains that will come in and, you know, fill in roles and stuff like that and be part of the team. Apocalypse just, no. Like, Apocalypse, for, for me, it's just like, I mean, there's, there has to be something humongous that happens that makes me be able to be like, yeah, I'm comfortable with him being part of the team. That, that's cool. Yeah. And no, no, none of that like access BS where the the bad is good and the good is bad now. Like they, was, they, no. they fixed his uh, rejuvenation chamber in a way that which uh, it makes him a good guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His whole agenda. I mean, his whole agenda and name go against anything that would be considered good. Like you know what I mean? It's just like right. I, I don't quite understand yeah. that. And um, you know, just I don't know. I I, I just don't understand. Like. Are these supposed to be the most superior of the X Men? He just like as soon as as soon as they like fall asleep the first night in the Excalibur base or whatever, he just like hooks them all up to machines and turns them into horsemen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just weird. It, I I don't quite. I I just don't understand why. I, I feel too. Just I feel like Excalibur is where they always try to like. Um, when they relaunched it later on, um, like Claremont had jumped on it and it was like. Early nineties, mm-hmm. they had relaunched it, and it was very weird title on in that t- way too. So I feel like Excalibur is, you know, one of those weird titles. Where like, yeah, we'll just throw some kind of crazy team together and see what happens. But yeah, th- I always thought of them as like the 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 British team, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that and the fact, I mean, Castle but, and but, Nightcrawler. But but again, they are going to have Gambit and Rogue, so two like X Men staples plus Psylocke. So I mean. Mm-hmm. I think the book's going to draw readers, and especially just initially, you know. That's true. Yeah, I mean, people. Want and, to- and and it is Captain Britain, so you still have that um, sort of mm-hmm. symbol of that callback to the the original. There, I do want to shout out uh, NES Master. He says uh, this will be the first X Men book I'll be reading as they come out. So that's cool. Nice. And then Discovery's here. Hello to you. And Mr. Rightnone says tea time with Apocalypse. So that right. would be interesting. Yeah, you know, like, like it just doesn't. <laughs> Probably good. Yeah. Okay. Join the Avengers. I'm sorry, but no. (laughs) It's gonna be yeah, be interesting. But you know, we're talking about it, so I think we're curious, and I think that that means Hickman did his job. Um, The other book is X Force. It's gonna be written by Ben Percy, who did Green Arrow for a time. Yep. Um, This team is gonna be yeah, right. Uh, Wolverine, uh, Marvel Girl, Domino Beast, Kid Omega, who's pretty badass, Sage. Colossus and Black Tom Cassidy. Weird. Yeah. Right. So it seems like they're throwing in um, at least one, you know, pretty major villain for each of these teams. Yeah. Right. Because you had Emma on the first, then you had Apocalypse. Now you're seeing Black Tom here. It's like Professor X goes through and, like, yes. Yeah. Come with me, Fold said Kenny Omega. That's right. It is Kenny Omega. Um, But yeah, it's like. Did Professor X, does he at some point through this, like, kind of mind wipe all these villains or something? Yeah. I know. I mean, it seems weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So, next one. Generation, Generation X is going to have Mojo and the Shadow King on the team, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, the next one, uh, Fallen Angels, which is like a mini series tied to the New Mutants a long time ago. That's going to be written by Brian Hill. And this one only has three people on the team. 
Um, you're going to have um, Angel, Angel, and Archangel. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, X-23, Cable, and Psylocke here, uh, who's Quanon. So you have Psylocke on the other team is Captain Marvel. That's Bessie. This is your Quanon Psylocke, your ninja Psylocke on this team. So interesting. Um, next one is New Mutants. This is actually written by Hickman. You have Ed Brisson and Rod Rice on art. And this this team, um, I want to see what Hickman does with magic. She's going to be on the team. So uh -huh. yeah, I'll be picking that up. Sunspot, Cypher, Mirage, Karma, Wolfsbane, Chamber, and Mondo, who are newly resurrected, apparently. Yeah, that sounds like X Force or yeah. X Factor. X Factor. The original team plus uh, Chamber and Mondo. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then the the flagship of this relaunch is, of course, the um, as we say with Spider Man, the adjectiveless X Men. <laughs> it's just uh -huh. X Men. Uh, this will be written by uh, Hickman and Laniel Yu on art, and it has Cyclops, Wolverine. Again, he's on a couple teams because he's on X Force also. Uh, Jean Grey, who's also on a couple teams. Rachel Summer, Havoc, Corsair, Young Cable, and Vulcan. So, plus okay. <laughs> so the Summers family reunion plus Wolverine. That's um, right. So um, that ties right into what I want to do next. So I'm going to go ahead and screen share. She's, in, she's with the... Agents of Wakanda. Could be. No, I made that up. I completely made that up. Who? Storm. Like, there's no Storm. Storm's on the Marauders or whatever. Is she? Yeah. Didn't you say Storm? Oh, I did. Yeah. Pyro, yeah. Iceman, Storm, Bishop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. There's your Storm Bishop. Oh. Here we are. All right. So this, um, I'm sharing this because this actually ties into what we're talking about. Um, when you read these, you get to see a little bit more of an idea in terms of. Sorry, Fresh Market. I'm not advertising for you. Um, Dr. Dr. Doom. Doom. Yep. X-Men number one. Fourth member. What? Dark Germ. Yep. A lot of variants. Actually, it's not that many variants. Doesn't but... say much. It's a $5 book. It's going to be expensive. Wait. Month. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Did you anybody pick up their books this week? Realize how many books did you actually get that were three ninety nine versus everything oh, yeah. was like none five to six dollars yeah. or something. Yeah, like that. DC did their cover B's up to three ninety nine now or um four ninety nine. Yeah, well they're because the, they're the card stock variants. Yeah, this month yeah. or whatever. <clears throat> so I understand that, but like all the Marvel stuff, like. Even the Valkyrie number one was like five bucks or something. I'm like, what the crap? I don't know. It just seemed it seemed like this week was a little uh, crazy. Yeah. You're aggressive. So there's Excalibur with the sword. That's um, that's her as yep. Captain Britain. Nice. And there's old uh, Psylocke back there. So there you go. Uh, every mutant ever variant. That sounds interesting. Otherworld is rocked hard. Captain Britain holds an amulet for the Kingdom of Avalon. Okay. Sounds very mystic. Um, this one is uh, on a boat, sounds like. I'm on a boat. Sail the seas right here. Sail the seas. So it's uh, X-Men on a boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat. Remember that song? Mm -hmm. 
of the trucker. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, Nightcrawler's not on any team. Yeah. Hmm. He should be on Excalibur if any team. Or the Marauder, since they're on a boat. He's a pirate. How will it only be up to number six at that point? Yeah. True believers. Um, I'm going to skip a lot of the true believers, but I'm definitely going to be getting this true believers. Uh, That's my yeah. only um, way I'll be able to own that. So Right. I'll be getting that. One dollar. How much did you pay for your? No, it's, it's no, it's uh, four dollars. Yeah, three ninety nine. Yeah. Hey, that beats the the other prices. Same, same hey. with this one, Hulk one facsimile. Sweet. Yeah. Um, this one. Okay, I read this earlier, and I, I'm calling bullshit on this. So, Spider Man. This is the one written by J.J. Abrams' son, uh-huh. and they're going like this: the most anticipated comic event of the year. Uh huh. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's a mini-series, <laughs> yeah, exactly. man. Really? It's a yeah. And uh, then there's Absolute, um, absolute to versus the, Deadpool. Uh, the, I mean, the, the Donnie Cates uh, Silver Surfer Black is more anticipated than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, this will have Man Wolf in it. Lethal Protectors. Looks like uh, Misty Knight, um, Morbius. You got Iron Fist. Looks like Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. Cool. Um, there was something else. Oh, what was I going to get to? Oh, this. okay. So this one. Mary Jane's getting a book. Mm-hmm. What about that? Interesting that DC is like, hey, let's do let's do Lois Lane. And then Marvel's like, hey, that's a good idea. Let's do Mary Jane. Mary- a lot of these, when you look through, because you guys can look it up yourselves, go slower through them. A lot of them have art germ covers. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. He's getting that marble work now. Yeah. Jerem to work. <laughs> now another wait. Full circle. Full circle, Spider Man. Boom. Pigman. I think this is a one shot. Yeah, it's a one shot. Oh, I pointed oh, at the screen. Ten now. yeah, ten dollar one shot. Yeah. No, thank you. What's well, ninety six pages? A lot of pages, but I don't know about all that. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Like, as, far as, as, Spider- as far as Spider-Man goes, I'm getting yeah, like, like Amazing cover. Spider-Man. That's pretty much that's as far Campbell. as I'm going. Campbell cover. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, this one seems pretty cool. I like the suit. Nice. Velocity. Based off the the uh, video game. Yeah. From they call it the Game Reverse. Um. Yeah. Oh no! Another Spider Verse. Go back up. Uh-huh. Spider Verse number one. Yeah, oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. I have a feeling. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say. I don't know. Good miles. Movie. Yeah. Um, into the Spider Verse designer. So I think this is like that. The animated, like the other one's a video game. Uh-huh. So there's a comic book Spider Verse. Then you got your anime, your uh, game Reverse, which has basically a Spider Verse. And then you have the Spider Verse from. Um, the Spider Verse. From the the yeah the uh, animated the yep. movies. Which was really good. Confusing. Yeah, I know. That's actually one of my favorites. Oh, this looks cool. Check this cover out. Nice. Marvel Zombies. Which is interesting. They're doing Marvel Zombies. Um, and we were mentioning Marvel Zombies earlier. TiVo mentioned it. There's something there. There's a reason this is all coming back. If you look at the What If logo, right up in the top left corner, there are some zombified heroes. When you look at it, look at it really close. You'll see that. Um, 
as another $5 book. Red Goblin's going to meet Red Death, who was in Dark Knights. Nice. Not really, but... No. Okay, so he's coming back. I thought he was done. Ghost Rider's getting a new title from Eddie. Eddie B. Which Ghost Rider is it? Johnny. The bro No, the brother's Ghost Rider. Ooh. So it's Johnny and Danny. Maybe. Or is it Johnny? No, look. Johnny's here. Johnny plays. And then it says Danny Catch here. Yep, yep, yep. Nice. Nice. Cool. Any of the better motorcycle. And hey, guess what? Five dollar book. <laughs> yeah. But it's forty pages. Not to be outdone. Here's an eight dollar book. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the one that they're. Oh, I think it's getting up to it. Oh, there's your Doctor Doom book. Nice. Doctor Doom number one. Oh, buy the crap out of that. Mary Jane variant for Doctor Doom? Hmm, totally want that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Oh, here it is. Bizarre Adventures. This is coming back for a one-shot. So that's pretty cool. Um, I think it was... What was it before? Was it... Strain? Oh, well, it was a title, and then it got converted over to Bizarre Adventures a long time ago. But anyways, this is coming back. Really like the horror side of it. So we're talking like uh, with this question about the movies and the comics and if they're hurting each other, kind of that conversation. But yeah. there is, it's all part of like the same marketing machine. So when you see certain things kind of like being ramped up subtly in comics or yeah. suddenly a character comes back or, hey, like why are they releasing these particular facsimile editions it's because they're trying to get that name back out there that recognition or whatever because oh. for a reason whatever that reason is right it might be a show it might be you know it, it could be any number of reasons but you got to pick up on like these really subtle trends so what i'm picking up on here is a, and i know it's october but a lot of like the horror stuff yeah um and i think that there's a very specific reason for that it's going to be tying into very much what's going to be announced at D23, what's coming up on Hulu, um, you know, ramping up for like, you know, some of the other stuff, but much horror things. And then you get Ulysses Bloodstone in there. Do you guys agree with that? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I like this character, White Fox. She's cool. Yeah. yeah. So Bizarre Adventures, I think, used to be the uh, Marvel Preview, um, Marvel Preview yes. magazine. Yes, no, that's right. Presents, that's what it was. Yep. And then it got uh, the title changed to Bizarre Adventures. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I couldn't remember that for some reason. Future Fight is not a game I play, but I like these. And then you had Danny B and Io. No, Crescent. Her real name was Danny B. Cool characters that are uh, you can read about in New Agents of Atlas right now. Mm -hmm. um, Contagion. It's about a contagion that they can't stop. Batman Contagion. Good story. Yeah. I'm going to check this out. I like Future Foundation. Ooh, nice. See yeah. who's that? It's the Thinker. Or is it Professor X? Oh, my God. Thinker Jr. <laughs> was that Molecule Man in there? Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. It's Heather right there. This one looks like a good cover. That's the Mary Jane variant. Yeah, that'll be good. 
It's funny though. Hick- Hickman comes back to Marvel, and all of a sudden, the Future Foundation book pops up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. The this, this is book ever. This is the last issue of Immortal Hulk twenty five. It's ending at twenty five. Oh wow! They're gonna end it. Yeah. That's a cool it's gonna one. end it. Uh, I have. I suspect they just want to relaunch it. And get yeah. the new number one out there. I wonder what the uh, relaunch name will be because it probably won't be Immortal. Yeah, the no longer Immortal Hulk. Right. The Mortal Hulk. Oh. Director's cut. That's pretty much it. Um, Savage Avengers. We know about them. A lot of this is just ongoing stuff. Um, the big things I, I mentioned was what we talked about. Oh boy. Silver Surfer Black. There's another MJ. So something's gonna happen with Mary Jane. Because they keep putting her in everything. She's getting a book that month. Yeah. Well, she's getting a book. Right. Which means big things for her in the MCU, probably. No. You don't think so? No. That's a cool cover. All right, so that's pretty much it for those. I don't want to belabor this, uh, you know, scrolling through. Check them out. Uh, the, the previews for October are out. Perhaps uh, next week we'll go over DCs or uh, somebody else's. But I just want to do uh, show those to you guys and cool talk. Uh, Jackie, I said they never bought an art germ cover. DC would have to pay me to read Batgirl, Supergirl, or Catwoman. Wow. He does a lot of other ones, too. Does Batman. He did a couple of Batmans a long time ago. DC Walmart reprints are six bucks total ripoff. Um, I think they've come down. I think that they um, made them no longer exclusive, and they're actually in some of the packs now, versus by themselves, or they will be soon. Um, I was reading about that recently. I don't remember if it's happened already or it's about to happen. Well, they already had like a co- yeah, there was a collected edition. Of right. those original stories that were in the, like the Walmart Batman books or whatever that you can right. get at the comic shop this week. Yeah, now now you can get them at the LCS. Those stories. Yeah, so, yeah, right. So, all right, cool. What do you guys have coming up on your uh, your channels this weekend? Anything good? Halls. SMC. Halls. Halls. Exactly. Halls. Yep. <laughs> I go ahead and try to catch up on uh, my halls, and then you know just still organizing for the for the cons coming up, which is funny because I mean. I, I said it last time, and I was like, oh, like these are right around the corner. They really are right around the corner. Like, I am basically, as of tomorrow, two weeks away from Terrificon and three weeks away from uh, Boston Fan Expo. So it's just like, ugh, crunch time. <laughs> right. Yeah, we were, nice. we were talking last week about getting your, your list and organizing and getting the books out. Yeah. Have you well, made any headway on that? Calling at me, and it's just like, what the hell, man? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, you know, just trying to get those calls up and uh, you know be able to you know show the books that I picked up and everything. And then um, other than that, you know, just kind of regular around the mill, just you know enjoying the summer and then just getting ready for the cons. So um, maybe I, I mean, I may when I get closer, uh, maybe do a preview of the book, books I'll be bringing with me to each, just to kind of um, you know just show off like what i hope to get signed and then obviously yeah. recaps after and say hey look what i got you know so it'll be <laughs> good fun. yeah cool and justin sunday morning comments i hope so 
Hold on, I think I have a con this weekend. Uh oh. You don't know yet? Yeah. Yeah, it's July twenty eighth. July June twenty. Yeah, so that's this Sunday. Crap. Nice. Two days, thirteen <laughs> hours away. Man. Uh oh. So maybe go out. May that may uh Road trip. definitely interfere with uh, Sunday morning comics. So we'll see what happens there. So we'll do a car car talk. Right, as I'm driving there. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, in terms of me here, just more of the same stuff going up. Um, you know, history stuff. Um, a lot of hall stuff because I've been doing so many halls lately. Um, <laughs> not really, um, but I should. And um, I don't know, just uh, just kind of having fun. So expect more of this and we'll be back next week too so um that is pretty much it for the show here um i want to thank everybody who was in the chat who talked to us asked us questions uh thank you big also for the super chat uh, much love to you for that appreciate it um if you're listening later definitely leave us a comment your thoughts your opinions on any of these topics um what are you looking forward to as uh, a specific question uh for dawn of x that relaunch of x-men what title are you most anticipating there. So let's throw it out to you guys uh, and you in the streaming podcast universe as well, because we have tons of people who listen to us over on our podcasting platform. So thank you as well. And that is it for this episode of Comic Conversation. This has been Justin, Chris, and Jesse. We're back next week. Have a good one. Thanks, night. everybody. Have a good one.